Hello, my name is Colby Sharp. I am a fifth grade teacher in Michigan, and this is the second episode of Ask Nerdy, uh, which is a production of the Nerdy Book Club. You can find this show uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also find the video feed on the Nerdy Book Club Twitter and Facebook accounts. I am so excited for tonight's. It's the second episode, but Donald, it kind of feels like the first episode. Well, you and I were just kind of talking out loud about what we thought Ask Nerdy might be. So if you're watching us for the first time, you might check out that first video. Uh, you'll you'll learn a lot about our rambling style. I'm also sure too. But, uh, and I'm just delighted that Becky's here to talk with us. I, I'm Donald Miller. I'm a Texas educator. I now work with teachers, librarians, and students all over the world, really. I'm a reading advocate, and I currently live in San Antonio. And I am thrilled that my fellow Texan Becky Calzada is here. Becky is the library coordinator in Leander ISD, which is a large suburban school district outside of Austin. She's one of the founders of Hashtag Freedom. Uh, She's also a mom, a grandma, uh, you know, a friend. Becky, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. I actually attended your first nerdy um, book club or ask nerdy session. And it was, I was so excited about it. I was like, yay, we get to do something. So. That's why you're here. I saw your name. <laughs> I saw your name and I went, oh, she'd be perfect for this. <laughs> Appreciate that. The nod. So, well, it's exciting to be here. And for those of you joining us, for the first or second episode or whatever this is, we decide we made a dis, uh, an executive decision about two and a half minutes ago that we would begin every episode with a sharing a book. So I will go first. Uh, I, friends, recently finished the picture book that just came out called My Brother is Away by Sarah Greenwood and Lu- Luisa Uribe. Have you heard of this, Donalyn and Becky? Have you heard of this book? Okay, it just came out. It's a Donald's Naughty. It's a picture book uh, (laughs) about a girl, a a young child who is dealing with her brother not living with her. And you don't really know why as the story goes on. Come to find out later on in the book that her brother is incarcerated. And it is a beautiful book about this girl who feels alone and lost and she misses her brother and she's also upset with her brother. Uh, And what's really fascinating is when you read the author's note at the end, you find out that the author lived, grew up like this. Her brother was incarcerated from, I think, the time she was in first grade until the time she was in eighth grade. And she had to drive 500 miles a few times a year to visit him. And she, when she did visit him, she kind of realized that she wasn't alone. And she's hoping through this book that kids who have family members that are incarcerated will realize that they are not the only ones. So that is my book talk. My brother is away. You should check it out. It's fantastic. Well, you know, it's October, so it's a great month to read spooky books. And so I'm reading, I've got reading one and I've got another one on deck. I'm reading The Getaway by Lamar Giles. Mm -hmm. And he's an award-winning mystery author and he knows how to wind you up. He really does. He knows how to build the ratchet up the suspense. But this is a dystopian uh, book where we're basically we've destroyed the planet and there's a theme park like place where the wealthiest people can go to escape the realities of the destruction of the world. And this kid, it, his family works at this resort and you can tell uh, that the outside world is getting worse 
and how that's starting to affect what's happening at the resort. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. If you like a good mystery, you can't go wrong with Lamar Giles. Lamar Giles. What was the title again, Madeline? Um, the Getaway. The Getaway by Lamar Giles. That looks, that looks kind of scary. <laughs> it awesome. is October. Okay. Becky, what do you got for us? Well, as you said, it is October and it's fall, officially fall. And in, in, here in Texas, you know, Donald knows we just don't, I mean, we started to feel fall and it just kind of slipped away from us for a little bit. It's been in the 90s lately. But there's a book that I found called If You Find a Leaf. And it's written by Amy Sakuro. And it's a picture book. It's got a beautiful case cover. And the end papers are all these different images of fall leaves, just different types. And as you open the book and you read, you see this character that's on this journey. And she is exploring. You know, she's, she's found all these leaves, but they've turned into some sort of object. So in one place, they might be an umbrella. In another place, it could be a boat that's carrying this character off. And what I love about this book is that it's, uh, a great book to kind of launch some creative thinking around what you could do with a leaf and art and just promote a lot of like, critical thinking and rethink and, and reimagine what a, um, what a leaf could be, an object it could be. So it's just a very special book that I actually book talked um, on Monday and gave away. So I, I love it. And then just and it's fall. So it's a perfect time to, to share a book like that to spark some creativity. Mm. And what was the title again, Becky? So it's called If You Find a Leaf by Amy Sakura. Thanks. If you find a leaf. Well, friends, so every episode of Ask Nerdy will be based on a question. It could be a question that Donalyn has. It could be a question that I have. But what we're really hoping for are lots and lots of questions from the Nerdy Book Club community. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on Ask Nerdy, and Donalyn and I want to make it very clear, we do not feel like we have all the answers. That's why it is not just the Donalyn and Colby show. We've invited Becky here tonight to help us. So if you have a question about that you would like help from the Nerdy Book Club, go to tinyurl.com backslash asknerdy. tinyurl.com backslash asknerdy. And tonight we will be asking a question from that forum. This question comes to us from Teresa. And Teresa wants to know, how can parents support teachers and librarians? What an important question and more important than ever is that we as teachers and as librarians are, have the support of the parents in our community. Well, and I think also our, our, uh, our respondent was concerned about what she is seeing in her community as far as the way that teachers and librarians are being talked about and treated. And I think her concern was how can we, people who are in support of our teachers and librarians, show them that we support them. So I agree. I think it's a great question. And um, it, I, I think we're just in a time where, you know, our educators are just really, um, some are, we're all in different places, right? You know, we, we've come back and we've been in person, but it's been hard. And the, the tone that you hear, the political climate and that sort of thing has not helped. And so I love this question because I think it provides an opportunity to support educators, teachers and librarians both. And so the first thing I'm gonna always, I'm gonna recommend is to check in, check in, check in, check in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? And not the morning like, how are you Jeff? Good weekend kind of just like, how are you really doing? How are, are you know, how, you know, what are you dealing with? What are the stresses? That kind of thing. And while you might can't get very personal, I think 
even just being able to say, you know, I am a supporter of book access and diversity in materials and that sort of thing, that goes such a long way. Because what we find in education is that, you know, people, parents and community members will come and to us. More often than not, it's more about concerns and complaints. Mm -hmm. And while I totally understand that that's something that we have to, to do with, we don't hear the positive things that are happening. So what are the things that are going well? And when you have a parent that says, you know, oh, I love that you provide these kinds of books, or I appreciate that you support this, you know, with those specific type of, uh, things. I mean, I think that just goes such a long way. And I, I, I tell our librarians, I got this idea when I went to the ASL conference a couple, uh, two years ago about starting a joy journal. It's kind of like a gratitude journal. Whenever I see and hear some really great things happening in our library community, I write it down and I'm, and I'm talking about our specific district because there are going to be days that are going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. And that one note that a parent sent you that said, when you did this author visit, uh, my child said this and did that. And I mean, and I read those things and they fill my bucket up again. So yeah. those notes, those emails, those phone calls, they go such a long way and they drown out the negative that can kind of be a little heavy. So definitely want to, um, encourage that. Um, I also would say too that if you do reach out to a li to a librarian or a teacher to express support to 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 carbon cop or carbon copy, listen to me. CC the the principal. Listen to me, carbon Ooh. copy. I'm dating myself. CC the principal and yes. to let them know. I I my child came home and said this and talked about this book or how you helped with that. I mean, again, I think that just kind of gets everybody on board on what's happening. Um, and I also think, too, the other thing is, is making time to, to communicate that support for access, book access and intellectual freedom and asking administrators those same things, checking in with them and saying, you know, I don't know what you're dealing with, but I want you to know that you have support from me um, for this. Or I appreciate that you're following policies, because we also know there's so many places that aren't, you know, following those things, especially around um, with intellectual freedom and, and, and book challenges and that sort of thing too. You know, that those reminders, I think, help, again, give context because there might be a minority that are concerned about what's in a library or in a, in a book, um, in a classroom library. Um, but knowing that there are parents out there that are just as supportive of having that kind of access goes a long way, like I said, too. And then I would also say, too, that another way that indirectly helps of teachers and librarians is just to talk to neighbors and friends in your community. There's so many people that still are unaware of what's happening in libraries and, and, and classrooms with books getting pulled or getting banned and that sort of thing. And it's interesting to me, you know, just when I think, oh, I, 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 everybody knows, a certain title will come up and somebody will say, they want to ban what? And it's something that that title that just resonates with a person. So you just never know what that title is going to be. But mm -hmm. I think helping people to understand what's happening. And then if they have questions or concerns, maybe ask them, well, what is it? What is the concern so that you can help provide clarification? Because there's so much misinformation being shared. So asking them, where did you hear that? Uh, where is that written? Did you know you could do this? Did you know that for your child, you could, you know, provide specific guidance, but that you're imposing your um, preferences on all children, my child, that sort of thing too. 
The other thing I was going to share too is that um, while this could feel overwhelming in terms of what to say and in terms of trying to provide advocacy or support, there's some really great organizations that have a lot of talking points and things. So one of the ones that I love and appreciate, um, besides the Freedom Fighters stuff, because we've got a lot of stuff on Freedom Fighters, is um, the Unite Against Book Bands, which is sponsored by ALA. They've got talking points. Um, they recently just put up um, a pledge that they want to encourage people to share with any kind of um, any people that are running for specific offices to see if they'll take a pledge on supporting educators and intellectual freedom. So that's, you know, something that's there. They also have some guidance on how to do an, uh, an opinion piece in a newspaper. And so there's talking points there. So there's just a lot of different resources. And I think it's, you know, connecting with people and finding out where to find them. So, you know, I think it's important, as you said, to, you know, if we want to support our teachers and librarians, that we ask them what kind of support mm -hmm. they need, because uh, we're not really helping if we're just rushing in and trying sure. to fix things when we don't really even know what the problems are or what's going on. Uh, I also like your suggestion to ask community members what their concerns are. You know, you, you may find a lack of information would help. And then sometimes, you know, you're going to reveal some biases and it's important to be aware of those in our community too, so that we know, you know, what perspectives people really have. I, I would also say too, another way that you can support is by going to speak up at school board meetings. Um, there are teachers and librarians that will Unfortunately, what we know is that many of them are getting targeted once they say mm -hmm. something. And I know I have, you know, and, and, I, and I'm okay with that. I mean, it's just not, nothing been too much. It's over. But I think also, too, it's it's just that fear of, you know, what is, what's going to happen? What are the repercussions? Because we know there are several people that have been doxxed online and that sort of thing, too. Um, but what I can say is when we see a parent that goes up and knows and knows from experience about, you know, um, the reputation of a teacher or a librarian and the work that they do, it just goes a long way. And it's just, I mean, something we would watch over and over again because we don't have a lot of that, you know, so. Do you think that, I'm just, I guess, I think I started that wrong, but it feels like the people who are upset are just always so much louder than the people that are really happy with how things are going. And I'm wondering, I don't, I'm sure that there are lots of reasons why I know, like, you just turn on the news and you know that negative stories sell more commercials and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, we had a speaker at, in my district a long time ago at the beginning of the year, kind of do like the whole pump up beginning of the year speech. And one thing that he talked about that and I've been thinking about a lot lately. He said that we need to tell our stories and we need to be out there in social media and in different places, sharing the great work that we're doing in our schools. Because if we're not telling the story of our schools, other people will be telling the story. Like the story of our schools is going to be told. And I'm pretty good at that. Like myself, I can, you know, I talk really well about my school all the time online. Um, but I need to do a better job. I, I teach in the district that I, my kids attend and the building, I have two kids in my building and I need to do a better job of sharing the, the greatness that's happening in my school so that when people are on Facebook or at the grocery store, that they're hearing positives about this place um, from someone who really believes in it, which I, I believe that most people probably do in most of our schools. Agreed. I, I completely agree. I, I'm a big believer in telling the story and, 
um, one of the things that I know, and I, I forget where I read this, but you know, we are, our brains are built for story. And so what starts to happen is we gather facts about what we think we know, and we start to piece together a story, even though there might be some things that are missing. And so what was what were, what would happen if they only have the negative parts? And so I agree with you in terms of telling the story. I also think, too, um, um, instead of focusing when there are those conversations about what you're not doing, sharing what you are doing, mm -hmm. you know, how, you know, and, and again, if there are questions, how maybe that's an opportunity. I know we've looked at, you know, when people, when I've heard people at board, board meetings say, we don't know how the librarians pick up, you know, you don't tell us how the librarians select books. We now have something that's written up so we can share with anybody that has questions. And so mm -hmm. those concerns can turn into opportunities to spend and what I would call probability to solve mm. um, because then we pr provide transparency because we're not trying to hide anything. But I love the telling of the story, you know, like, you know, bringing in author's visits, you know, getting those little anecdotes from kids and what they love about the library or what their librarian did for them. I, you know, Carolyn, but you know, a friend of mine tells me this all the time, reminds people that, you know, we're the people, librarians were the people that did curbside service when everything was shut down. You know, we tried to find a way to, to put out makerspace kits for people because we knew that kids needed things to do at home. And I think about the teachers that were behind the screen and trying to find creative ways to engage kids, you know. So the same thing is like I, I saw the other day a, an amazing teacher friend of mine that was teaching how to do how to, you know, the names of angles. And she had a song that would flash up a, a, a type of angle and the kids had tape on the floor and they had to like jump and she was videotaping it. And I was like, that's so cool. Like what a great way to learn the shapes of the, the, the names of angles in a way that involved and engaged your whole body. So I just, you know, but I never, nobody would know that if she'd never taken yeah. a video of it. So again, just telling the stories can be just so, can build context for what you do. And I also think it builds community. It shows what's happening in our schools, the positive things that are happening in our public education um, uh, institutions too. Yeah, I think schools are so amazing. Yeah. Like I know we're, it's not perfect and oh, we yeah. have things we can get better at and the system might be broken in some ways, but like at the end of the day, I feel like most schools are doing amazing work to help kids. And like teachers are going to school, librarians are going to school, principals are going to school, parapros are going to school, custodians, bus drivers, we're all food service people. We are all heading into those buildings every single day to try to make the world better for kids. And, and we are like, we really are. And I don't know how much of this is political. I don't know how much of the negativity is because like parents, kids were at home for so long. And then we came back to school and we like parents weren't allowed in the building. And now it's just, I, there's so many factors. I can't yeah. like figure it all out, mm -hmm. but like we are working so hard for your children. Yeah. Well, we're building the future. I think about, you know, we're changing the lives and building the future of, 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 of citizens of our country. We This 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 semester, um, a former student reached out um, and wrote a, an email to the principal at the time of a campus that I was at. And she found out who had been at that campus and I'd been there and along with several others and come to find out this student is now at NASA and was part of this recent launch. And he wanted to reach out to the educators that had helped to form him and mold him. And so he reached out to the elementary, the middle and the high school. And it was just such a beautiful thing. I ended up writing him back and 
just I just was just because I remembered him and we talked a lot about the library. In fact, I when we emailed each other, he said, I do remember you and you used to give me these great books. And so we're making we were making a difference. But I think, you know, just that one action of sending a note, an email took some time out. I think what would happen if all of our parents that have students in now would just take take mm -hmm. a minute or two to write a quick email to say, you know, we see what you're doing. We appreciate the work you're doing and we're here to support you. It goes a long way. It would go a long way. Well, you know, we almost need more positive stories than negative ones because I, yeah. I was just reading an article. Sorry that I don't remember where it came from today that was discussing how people are more likely to believe a negative story than a positive one. So we almost have to send out more, we almost have to send out just a flood of those positive stories. But I do think, you know, it's not it's not our nature to to take the time out to do those things. And it's good to have a reminder of how important it is. A note and it doesn't have to be long. I mean, just whether gratitude or just, you know, go get a coffee on me. I see you're working hard. Just, I mean, this little thing, it doesn't even have to be money. I just, again, people appreciate um, when they're appreciated, you know. I love what you said, Becky, earlier about, like, if you're sending, like, a nice email to the teacher to uh, copy the principal on it. Because, like, I, you know, sometimes I, this, this, I'm, this is, like, confessional. Like, I'll get, like, a nice note from a parent. And I'll be like, man, this is really nice. Like, and naturally, what do we want to do? We want to tell somebody else about it. But like, you know, like walk around with computer, like, look, look what, look what these nice things that people said about me. Like, aren't I, aren't I nice and like, doing the right thing? So I love that idea because it does feel nice, as nice as it feels to get a, a no. It, it's amazing. And people don't have to do that. But when they do that, but when they also go that extra link, like I want your supervisor or I also want other people to know that I see what you're doing and the work that you're doing is amazing. I, I love, I need to do a better job of that. Yep. Becky, I, I appreciate you so much for everything that you're doing. You must be exhausted. I see that you are everywhere. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're I, I, I'm good bail. I try to balance. I mean, you're right. It's between well, you the, need the regular to give, work life and yeah. But, uh, someone needs to ask about that on Ask Nerdy. Um, how do you balance all of that? Mm -hmm. And we'll have you come back and you can teach us about that too. But uh, I see you. That's, I think that's one of the things that I admire about you is you are actively participating in your own learning mm -hmm. just as much as you are leading all of us. And I know that that's an, it takes intentional effort. So thank you for your leadership and also your just model as a learner. I appreciate it. Well, and thank you both for just inviting me for having this platform. I mean, I, you know, I discovered Nerdy Book Club because of you, Donalyn, when you came to visit our district and I've just, I'm so invested in, and, and still am and share it often. So just very thankful for the opportunity, but, and for you both too, for all the Nerdy Book Club members. So. That's a great community. Mm -hmm. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in tonight to episode two of Ask Nerdy. If you have a question for Ask Nerdy, please go to the forum at tinyurl.com backslash asknerdy. We would love to try to answer your question and find someone for us to, to chat with for that. Any final thoughts, Dylan? Just thank you, Becky Calzada, for being here. Uh, we appreciate you being one of our inaugural guests. And uh, I know that people are going to rush to hear this episode because of you. So thank you so much for taking out the time. Thank you, Mr. Sharp. Thank, thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you to everyone listening and watching.